Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Offensive Points Podcast, Week 12. Hello, world. Welcome to Week 12 of Fantasy Football Season. It's getting down to the nitty-gritty. Playoffs are starting soon. Trade trade deadlines have gone or are fast approaching. And the fantasy gods are firing up their giant and er, fire up their powers to grant us incredible triumph or miserable defeat to us sorry bastards that love fantasy football. Mm-hmm. So this week... We got bye weeks, we got injuries, we have insufferable coaches to deal with. And uh, really to start us off and get us going for this, I want to quote the great Rocky Balboa. Go birds. Nobody is going to hit us as hard as life, but it ain't how hard you can hit. It's how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward and how much you can take and keep moving forward. That is how winning is done. So that's what we're going to do. That is what we're going to do. Did you like the Rocky quote? That was very inspirational, Joe. I did. Yeah. I like that you paused just enough for me to say go birds in there too. But mm-hmm. uh, I just I just want to talk about the one thing you didn't mention in your intro, which was all phenomenal as always. Uh My turkey intro day. Done. Turkey day, man. Turkey My intro day. Ain't done, Josh. Oh, my apologies. Day. My apologies. Uh I was say, are we gonna talk sides? It is Thanksgiving week. We'll talk some food. Uh, but no, in general, though, uh, three three football games on Thursday. That's what we really, I really want to talk about because, uh, God, I love Thanksgiving. And I don't even know if I like Thanksgiving. I mean, I do because the food's phenomenal. But, like, do I like it because of the food or do I like it because of the three football games that are constantly playing throughout the day? I think it's just both. It's everything. They're, they're going to be bad games, too. But that's not the point. The point is there'll be football on thursday honestly i actually disagree i disagree with that and we will get into that in the game previews and other things but oh you're ready for timmy boyle huh okay i think uh-uh, oh, jared, goff, jared goff might play but at the same time we'll see we'll, we'll get into that <laughs> we'll get into that we'll see it is thanksgiving week though so while you're kicking their asses in fantasy remind yourself of how thankful you are for your friends your family and your coworkers in your league because without them you wouldn't be playing this game so god that thankful was just for you guys that was wow. just fucking heartfelt. No. And like, Jesus, this is... all right, do you, do you want to get into fireball bets now? Yeah, let's get into the fireball <laughs> bets. So two weeks ago, I bet that Michael Carter would not reach his projected points, which was 11. He was getting stuffed the entire day until he got a garbage time touchdown that put him at 17. So that would be me holding a big L in that one. Joe, you want to go on to explain your fireball loss? Yeah, um, 
I, I got really sick and tired of hearing Josh say Kyle Pitts. So I told everyone we need to stop saying Kyle Pitts, and we made a fireball bet on the first person to say Kyle Pitts has to take a fireball shot. I uh, had a surprise party on a Saturday night, and everyone was there. And I got passed a ton of shots, like, instantly. And I got really drunk. And so the first words out of my fucking mouth were Kyle Pitts. So I lost my right. own bet. And then I want to talk about the – Josh were perfect. I want to talk about the, uh, the Kyle Pitts uh, fireball bet that I didn't lose because he sucks. Okay. Well, I'm going to take my shot All while right. you do just, whatever you want. It was Cheers just my – you, fireball. Keeping was... bets strong since 2012. <sighs> It was just my chance to shine. Uh, Jesus Christ. I hate still fireball zero fireball sometimes. shots taken so far, Ooh. by the way. This, this, the counter is phenomenal. Uh, we're going to keep going with that. Don't worry. Your season long will come back and smack you in the Ooh, mouth. I don't even know what they are, but I'm sure they're terrible. They are terrible. Okay. Well, let's get into some football news. First thing on the board. So we got extension season is upon us, friends. So Cortland Sutton gets a four-year extension. Uh, for the Denver Broncos, we excited about this. Is this good? I mean, they're solidifying their receiver core to hopefully bring in a certain quarterback in the off season. So good. Yes. Getting everything ready to go. Yeah. So, okay. So I, I don't disagree with the move cause I get it. Cause Sutton's elite, but the way he's been playing, it just didn't make, it was weird timing for me. Um, so I, I think that, and then alone with the fact that they'd signed Tim Patrick for, I think total of three years now, mm-hmm. I just, I don't like it because unless, which I assume this is what's going on is they're going to get a new quarterback because obviously Teddy B and, uh, Drew Locke aren't the answer. So unless there's a new quarterback here with a new quarterback, it's awesome. And I love it, but their, their cap space isn't great right now. So I'm not sure what, what gets, uh, well, Von back. Miller helped him out a lot. I mean, they, they even after this, they only have like 15 mil right now. So, I mean, I don't know what it is in the future, long term and stuff. It's not like a, they don't have an ex, an abundance of cap space. So it's not like they're a rich team and they're going to go get Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. But if they get one of those, it makes perfect sense. They got a, they got a wide receiver court locked up. Well, they have there. to trade. So I'm sure a tr- contract will be going back with maybe some draft picks to whatever team that they are able to reach a deal with. Um, but they've solidified a receiver core. So, you know, whoever they bring in, they've got Noah Fant Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy still on his rookie deal and Cortland Sutton's now locked up. They're Javante. Well, yeah, it should be and, perfect. And Gordon's Gordon's gone. They do, they do have a very young team, so that should be okay. But I just feel like, if they don't get a quarterback, like if they don't like trade for a big one, this is a bad move. That's just my sense. I just, I'm a little apprehensive of like some of the things. The cap, the cap's going to go up next year. We have fans back in stadiums. NFL's getting in bed with Vegas. The cap's going to go up next year. <laughs> these bookkeepers can manipulate these salary cap things however the hell they want to. Uh, they make a play for Rodgers or Wilson or, you know, they draft a rookie, whatever it is. I mean, Corlin Sutton has proven that he can be the alpha. He can be the number one receiver. But he hasn't been when he's played with Judy this year. Well, dude, Teddy Bridgewater is not a good. I know, I know. Max fault there. Like I said, I'm, I'm torn. I'm, I'm not excited nor bummed. Well, and they have a defensive head coach, so I'm sure he doesn't care as much. But we'll get. Well, you know, they'll figure it out. They just need a quarterback. All right. Second part of extension season. Uh, Dallas Goddard. 
Got a big old extension for the Eagles. Josh, what can you explain this curious timing of this extension? So, I mean, this was always going to happen. They have Ertz and they have Goddard. Uh, so they couldn't sign both of them. It was one or the other, and they chose the younger guy, which makes sense. Um, I get that on, on paper it looks weird that giving a tight end, a relatively unproven tight end, the, what, second highest salary right now. But, I mean, that's just how these salaries work. They go up, they go up, they go up. Like, eventually, that's what happened. That's why Ertz was kind of flustered with the whole situation in general, um, was his contract didn't look so good after other people started signing contracts. But... The cutest thing about this, and yes, I said cutest, is uh, Avante Maddox and Dallas Goddard have been roommates for the last four years since they've been drafted, and they like live life so frugally, and they both got contracts in the same weekend, and so they're like, "What do we do now? Like, go go get a house." Like, first we had Ertz and Wentz, and now we got Goddard and Maddox, and it's great to see that we'll have them for the next few years. But um, no, I think these were great signings. I was a little curious by them as well. I guess this is just contract time. And you don't want any of these people going into free agency. And Maddox has played very well in the slot. Actually, I thought he got injured. Uh, he had landed really fugly on his uh, collarbone after just nailing uh, Mark Ingram. So I was a little bit nervous about that, but apparently he's fine. And I'm 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 in with this. We need one outside corner, and we got slave for probably a year or two left. So um, our secondary is looking good finally. So I'm I'm happy about it. But. Goddard, he'll he'll step back in and he will be in that better role. It's it's a little, it's gonna need some time, but he's gonna be fine. Fair enough. Happy for him. Eagles look like they're on the way up. Uh, if they can build around the players they have for next year, should be a good team. Three Go first pop. round draft picks, yeah. man. All right, on to the next one because me and Joe don't want to talk Eagles. So on a number, or oh, number I'll three. talk more about. I'll talk enough about them for myself for you. Taysom Hill got a four year extension. <laughs> It is a the first of its kind. It's a hybrid deal where, depending on what position he plays the most of, is how much money he will get paid. So, guys, are we going to find somebody that loves us as much as Sean Payton loves Taysom Hill? I don't think it's possible. <laughs> I don't think so either. Yeah, he, he fucking loves it. I mean, this doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, you had the opportunity to really play him when Jameis got hurt and make him the guy, and, and Simeon's your starter. And Trevor Simeon, although he looked good last week, has proven no, he's two not there. Two weeks ago, he's Sorry. proven that he's not he's not all that uh, that he's chalked up to be. Right. So Broncos had it. He looks great in preseason. He looks good in streaks. But I mean, if Taysom Hill, it's just a weird situation for me because the guy's talented. He actually looked pretty good last year when he was the quarterback. They were winning games. He kept them afloat while Breeze was out. Um, I just, if you're going to give him a hybrid contract, play him as the quarterback in this instance. I mean, I I don't know. Taysom Hill can vanish off this earth and only Sean Payton would care at this point. So. Honestly, ain't that the truth? Yeah. So- so yeah. I saw I saw a bunch of lists of uh, quarterbacks since Peyton Manning for Denver, and man, they are a bad list of names. And I just don't understand, like like you said, like why the hell didn't Taysom Hill get a shot to start? Like you paid him all this money, like I would want to see that first before I give him a weird co- quarterback contract slash flex player. And I get that he plays an important role, and you know can does he, make... does he though? Okay, yeah, no, no, no. Okay, does, okay, he, okay. does he though? He plays a unique role. My apologies. And they want and Sean Payton wants him there, but like I just assumed after Breeze filtered out that it was between him and Jamie's and Jamie's won. And it's like, why not give it to Hill then? Like, did you not feel that? And honestly, your wide receivers suck. Uh, you're kind of in a weird uh, Michael Thomas never came back. Kamara has been fine, obviously injured right now. 
and Mark Ing- you got Mark Ingram back, but like you don't really have a lot going for you. So like, why not try? Like Simeon's not giving you the best option out there personally. I just, I don't understand why they don't give him a shot to start, but uh, you know, but so the contract's weird, but I think the problem is he's getting paid too highly either way. Yeah. More so that I like the, I like the idea of the contract. Cause it's like, we'll pay you as a quarterback. If you're good, we'll pay you as a wide receiver. If you're good, if not, we're fucking cutting you, but he's guaranteed like $20 million. Unless he's blackmailing them for something that we was also 31 or something like that. Yes. Which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, I, I don't could know. See, I could see the, the Simeon thing. And this is the only thing that makes sense to me. If they truly were a bottom dwelling seller team, then let Simeon play. See if you can't get some trade value for him in the off season or something. That makes sense. But they're actually in, in the mix of everything right now. So I really don't understand. Nose diving. On. Nose diving from the mix. Yeah, they are. Sense. But technically, they can still make it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Shout out well, to Eagles own a tiebreaker now. And my apology, Rouge for that for that win. I wish I would have been there just so I could have talked shit against you. I'll try to be there this weekend. Yeah. Anyway, shout out to Rouge Hope you all can figure out to some help. All right. On to number three, technically. Should the Giants extend Saquon Barkley past 2022? He is fully guaranteed for next season. But then they got a decision to make. What decision do you think they should make? Wait to see it. Like, see what happens next year. They've had deal. four years. They need a no. fifth year to figure this out. Like, I'd... no, no. I'm saying he's been unhealthy. I mean, I, I, I love people get so serious about this whole. Well, there's a world thing. where he holds out going into next season. That's all. I'm ah, saying. Yeah. that's fair. That's fair. Well, okay. So hypothetically, he realizes that he shouldn't hold out because he's been injured for the last three years. Um, he <laughs> goes NFL in players realizing they shouldn't hold out. <laughs> I mean, look at Le'Veon Bell. That's look hilarious. how that worked out for him. But my, my logic is, I, if I'm the Giants, I, uh, this is the thing. I feel like they don't have those open table conversations. And if they have an open table conversation, be like, hey, man, I just want to see it from you. We haven't seen it. And I, I get it. Our team's not great, but you're supposed to make it great. And you haven't been because you haven't been on the field. So give me four or five good games. We're, we're fucking game, man. We're giving you that contract. But until then, I mean, you can't let him slide is the problem. Like, but yeah, well, I have a part. Time. I actually have a part two to this news. So Jason Garrett obviously was let go today as the offensive coordinator for the Giants. Uh, Freddie Kitchens takes over, which LOL. Uh, it's Freddie out. Kitchens. It is. <laughs> so I feel back bad in the because kitchen. you went from bad to worse, in my opinion. But, you know, Giants fans are excited. However, I'm not sure that David Gettleman is going to be there after this season. So that is the only reason that I'm just throwing that out there. I don't think the giants are going to extend him yet because I don't think the new general manager is going to have the same affinity for him as they do now. So if he's not going to get this deal done now with Gettleman, I don't know. I don't know. Well, he's a generational talent though. Is yeah. The problem. No, here's the thing. Josh, you said we haven't seen it. We have seen it when he's healthy. I mean, he's just unstoppable. He's a force of a running back. He's a very good player. Where, I mean, look at Dalvin Cook earlier in his career. He was injured all the time, and he's just an absolute monster now. My biggest thing is even if they – if Gettleman is not there, you have a stud running back there. And if you're going to – I mean, Daniel Jones, we saw last night, is not the answer. So they're going to try to get another quarterback in there. Most likely it's going to be a rookie. I mean, they got two top ten picks at this point. So you want – a guy of Saquon's caliber there. So if they could extend him for cheap enough and he needs to look himself in the mirror and say, Hey, I'm not going to get top five money. 
right there. And if he if he can take that and have that conversation with himself, it would make a lot of sense for the Giants to keep him and extend the, him. The problem is just based on talent alone, he can get top five money, unfortunately, anywhere. I mean, no. some team will buy him. But I will say, I have to scratch out some notes. I actually had Daniel Jones written down as not the one as well. So let me go ahead and just scratch this out. Yeah, he is not the one. Not the one. I got some conversations about him, I think, later. Yeah, he's pretty bad. But the Giants are bad. So no New York team's bad. All right, on to the injury update, which to end our news. So players that are going to po- probably be out this week. You got Michael Carter with an ankle. He is for sure out, missing two weeks, two to four weeks with his ankle. Uh, C.D. Lamb out for Thanksgiving with a concussion. Mm, uh mm. Actually, there's news saying that he might play. Okay, miracle. I don't. I a agree that would have I happen. agree that he's out, but there are there is there was news this morning. There's a chance coming back from concussion is tough, especially in what four days. Yeah, um, he felt fine this morning. He's good. Blanco and Flacco are both out. With are COVID. they out? Well, Blanco is is he tested positive for COVID, so I would say Blanco's for sure out. Flacco's close contact chance to be back. However, Zach Wilson. Is back. That's, so Zach. Wilson. Oh my god! Fucking yeah. Jets. That's why you so, said that earlier. I saw that they Zach said Wilson will probably be playing on Sunday. Sorry to everyone who stashed Jets, thinking this was finally their time to shine. Um, and then Elijah Moore was the number one wide receiver. Can we, can we stop? We obviously want to talk about the Jets for a second. Okay, let's talk yeah. about the Jets. Elijah Moore was the number one fantasy wide receiver since week eight. Mm-hmm. He's been killing it, and now we get fucking zach wilson back that's so upsetting yep zach wilson's coming back he has the worst completion percentage in the league so i had i had a day today i was very busy um i you said that jets thing and then i was like what happened and so i looked and i saw that they said zach wilson is the quarterback and he's coming back and he's healthy and i just assumed they were making that decision and i was like but even flacco played good like so i was like i mean it makes sense that they're all down and out and whatnot with COVID or injured or whatever but man God, that's a bummer for the Jets. Like, I ha- as a yeah. Jets fan, do you- are you just bummed out? Like, I imagine you are. Because you see, be like, bummed out. You see Sparks with these other quarterbacks, even, and then you see Zach Wilson. And I get he's a rookie, but like, Mickey Blanco's fucking great, man. Like, I mean, surprisingly for what he is, he you develop Mickey Blanco. You got almost the same thing as what you could have in Zach Wilson. I mean, there's an argument there, but I agree. And then Flacco looked fine last week. I mean, it wasn't great, but I mean, it was Miami. So there's also the argument to be made that Zach Wilson being thrust into that role, like he was not ready for it. And maybe watching Blanco and Flacco play has helped him in some regards to, instead of always waiting for the play to develop, take the check down, take the shorter out. Cause it seems like he was always waiting for that play to develop in full and then going to the deep side. So, so it could help him. He so could you're saying better. I was right about some of these quarterbacks that need to sit and wait. We did not know that. If you would have told me they were playing Mickey Blanco over I'm not saying Mickey Blanco the, the rookie about, going into the season, I would have thought you were insane. I was talking about Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, which it has taken him some time. I'm to still get not sure about that. Game. One. No, I'm honestly, Andy Dalton sure was playing one. okay before his injury. It wasn't great, but He's on a one-year deal. He has no future with this team. The coach is a dead man fucking go. walking. They signed. That's why you, there you no. go. Okay. They why are signed... they trying to win football games, Josh? That, that's what I'm saying. Why does that make sense? Are you talking about the Jets? Develop. No, the Bears. If you're going to develop your quarterback, if you're going to lose the game anyway, develop the quarterback. 
I personally still disagree with that. I think that he could have done a great deal of so learning because he did. He got thrust into that role and he looked like dog shit for about six weeks, and then the he's finally he looks like good. dog shit. But he finally looks good. If he would have sat behind a fucking Dalton, I, obviously what, he got What are they anyway. trying to accomplish? Right, we're not by having doing this that. Like, why does argument. that accomplish by doing that? It makes no sense. Okay, it's like playing Flacco last week. It doesn't make any sense to play Flacco. That, but the Bears are a playoff team. They are ready to be a playoff team. Are they ready to win a Super Bowl? Probably Here's, not. No, no, this was all dependent on Nagy keeping his job here what what they wanted was they signed andy dalton so when he came in and when fields finally took over fields looked like the the savior and the bears were going to be the next big thing and that's what he was banking on to save his job andy dalton got hurt so fields got thrust in there and the whole offense the whole defense everything looks like dog shit so his fate sealed but that was his lottery ticket to say hey if we if we do the patrick mahomes blueprint andy dalton starts all year and the fields comes in like week 16, week 17 has two good games. And they're like, oh, Nagy did his job. He'll be back next year. That was all that. No, was. I mean, I agree. But I obviously the whole injury thing kind of threw off the whole process. But I yeah. agreed with Andy Dalton starting off the year because obviously he didn't look good. There's no point in putting someone out there to look like shit. Right. Fair so. enough. OK, well, I'll clean up the rest of the injuries. So Kamara and Ingram. We're both limited if they I don't even know if Kamara practiced at all. Ingram was for sure limited. Um, so it's not looking good for them to play on Thanksgiving. So backup is Tony Jones. Kamara's playing. Kamara's playing. Shut up. I hope so too, but I it doesn't look good right now. Couldn't you see us being the Dwayne Washington fucking yes, monster totally of a fucking game? See. But then again, the Saints are bad, so I don't know. I don't know how that's going to look. All right, and then the last one is it looks like Kareem Hunt might be come, come back in some capacity this week. I would just keep a keep a – a pin in that. I don't I don't think he should come back this week. The entire team's hurt, so why rush him back? But they might they have a bye week next week, so after this week, so I would maybe suggest not playing him if I was the Browns, but at least get him back in, you know, in practice. Yeah. I would suggest that too. Yeah, of course you would. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the one minute recaps of our favorite teams. Um I don't want to go first. My team sucks. I want you guys to go first. Yeah, of course you do. I'll go okay. first. Forget. I'll go first. It's fine. Are you sure? But, but you yeah, sure? before I start, I'll let's do a quick little trivia. Who led the Browns in snap percentage at wide receiver this weekend? Higgins. If you had, if you had to guess. Nice. What'd you all guess? Higgins. Higgins. No, that's wrong. Got, got a second guess? No. DPJ DPJ was Landry out. Got, Landry got injured. Landry got point. hurt. So who who do you think was the third? Was the was the fourth person on that list? Was it Austin Hooper? If you guessed Jamarcus Bradley, you would be correct. Jamarcus Bradley was the leading receiver in snap percentage this weekend for the Browns, and people wonder why. I think maybe if they had a better receiving core, maybe they could be better. You know, just throwing it out there, could be could be better. So I don't have much. That's literally all. I want to spend my entire time with that trivia question because the game was dog shit. Nick Chubb looked fine. Defense looked good, except for the one weird swift run. Second receipt or second, second running back to go over 100 yards against the Browns consecutive weeks. Defense is breaking down. But then again, the offense is broken as it is because Baker's clearly hurt. I, this team needs to pack it up, pack it in, but they won't. So, yeah. They need to rest. They just need to take Baker out, man. This well, they have a bye week after this week, and that like that the, the bye week's not going to solve it. The, well, you'll get you'll get Hunt back. You get Baker a little well, bit more no, rest. The, the, Baker needs to be 
sat down. Just like, hey, man, I, mean, I, I agree, too. But like, the problem is if they think that uh, what's-his-name isn't better than Baker at this point, then our Case Keenum's not better than Baker, that, that should tell you everything you need to know. Dude, the problem is Baker's got head, shoulders, knees, and toes right now. Like, it's all of his injuries. Like, it's not just one thing. Like, why are you risking his integrity? no idea. He's not even that good to start with, so why would you make him – why would you make him play while he's injured? They need to get healthy and then go into next season with a better receiving core. And then we can get, I mean, I get the hot start. You want to track. Keep, you want to keep going and you're like, Oh, we're not that far out from playoff position. But like, even if they like sat Baker True. for a couple weeks, maybe put him on a short term IR and like, let him rest, like sit down instead of getting the shit kicked out of him. Well, believe me, if they play, if they beat Baltimore this weekend, my God, <laughs> I just, I hate how that looks. Horrible. All right, Bar- or Joe, go ahead. Get your All right, um, yeah, uh, Tyler Huntley and um, Sammy Watkins really lit up the the vaunted Chicago Bears defense. Um, not really, but okay. So Lamar Jackson's injured or not injured? He's sick, so he doesn't play. Hollywood Brown doesn't play. Uh, it should be a fairly competitive game, which it was, but it was because Baltimore played like shit. I mean, who the fuck is Tyler Huntley? And he just comes in here and beats the Bears at home, might I add. It was horrible. I mean, the defense looked good for the majority of the game. And then the last two minutes, they're just like, hey, fuck it. We'll just let them go score a touchdown. It's fine. Kendall Vilder continuously <laughs> just fucking gives the other team the game. I mean, it's like it's like he is on 31 payrolls in this league, aside from the Chicago Bears. Just whoever they're playing. Pass interference, let him get wide open. Let's let it happen there. Uh, Quinn looked really good. Um, Roquan looked really good. Those guys are still fighting. They tried to get the win. This is just a deflated, bad football team. And until Nagy's gone, it's not going to get any better. So the thing is, is Tyler Huntley didn't beat the Bears. The Bears beat the Bears. No, Tyler Huntley beat the Bears, Josh. I mean, on paper, looked pretty yes. good. Uh, it, it was... The Bears, it was like nine to seven the entire game. Like, I feel like they could have just scored a touchdown. The Bears always beat the Bears. The thing is, we have to give Tyler Huntley credit because he's not going to be a starter in this league. So he won an NFL career start, and that's something that he can take to the grave with him and be proud about. That's true. We can't give people credit for the He only had like 12 hours notice Yeah, that he was even starting the game. So, I mean, you have to imagine they prepared him at least a little bit. But, yeah, still, it should have happened. All right. Anyway, onto the brighter note, which even though the Browns had a win, but it's still a pretty sad win. It's a win that felt like a loss. I'll tell you that. All right. Well, anyway, the birds are back in town. So I was super excited to do this little thing on how many how Slay has more touchdowns than blank these good players. And then I saw this graphic that got posted yesterday, and I was super excited because someone did it for me. Uh, but also, fun fact: these three touchdowns had been in four games. But Slay on the season has more touchdowns than George Kittle. Darren Waller, Keenan Allen, Brandon Cooks, Allen Robinson, which I feel like was gratuitous, and Jack- Jarvis Landry. Um, so pretty phenomenal. Uh, even like the Eagles just looked great from the start. And then even when they kind of like laid back for a little while, while the Saints tried to get back in the game, they turned it back on to seal it. There was a little bit of a couple awkward spots there, but uh, the running game still elite and Sanders only makes it better. Uh, and this is how we win games. And now we have these next five weeks. So uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We still have to win these games, though. It's not. A, it's not a gimme. So we'll see what happens. I kept it to a minute. I wanted to talk for like seven. Um, 
<clears throat> proud of you for keeping it to that. No, Eagles look good. They they have I, I like the the core of the team. They have they have a, an idea, and that is not what like the problem with the Eagles earlier in the season was. You just weren't sure how they were all going to figure it out. But now that they have figured it out, it looks fine. I, now the problem with the Eagles for the start of the season was Nick Sirianni refused to run the ball, and he just wanted a rookie quarterback, basically at least, to just go out there and figure it out. And like, hey, we'll do this plays and we'll do this, we'll do that. Now that we are running the ball consistently, we are a good football team. Our defense has even turned it on. Like, hey, I am... defense. Xavier Taylor out for the season? No, they said. I think he's on IR for three weeks though. It was oh a, it was a knee. I don't think they said it was out for the season, but yeah, I didn't know that either. Um, but that does mean so bad. At, fun at fact: linebacker. that does mean Singleton is back in and relevant in IDP. So nice. Hey, you look Keep good last mind. week. All right, well, let's get on to the big segment of the day. We are going to power rank fireable head coaches in the NFL today. So to start this off, we're going to start. We're going to go from five to one. However, we're going to start with our honorable mention first. Now, this is a coach that is having a pretty decent season. However, there is a nightmare scenario. That I texted you all this last night. A nightmare scenario where the Eagles win the D- NFC East and Mike McCarthy's Dallas Cowboys finish second place and maybe even out of the playoffs, depending on how everything shakes out. They might be getting a wild card. So Mike McCarthy is the honorable mention fired coach because if he loses all those games and doesn't win the division, I think there's a very good chance that Jerry Jones is not going to be able to put up with that. What do you guys think? So, I'll, I'll, I mean, it's relative to the Eagles, so I assume I'm going right, Joe. Yeah, all okay. you, man. Uh, so the Cowboys have a couple tough games. It's not like a brutal schedule, but with the injuries and the situation that they got going on right now and not looking all that together, um, they absolutely could lose a couple games, which would put it into perspective. And the Eagles have five easy weeks. I mean, we still have to win all those weeks. They're you know, Giants, Giants, Washington, Jets, Washington, Giants, or something like that. Uh, one of those five teams in a row. So the Eagles have a chance to sneak up to that division. I don't envision that we win that because we play the Cowboys week 18 or whatever the last week is now. Uh, But the fact is, is the Cowboys have to win their games now. Like it was a pretty much a gimme division. They were all, this is why I said, don't project people to be playoff teams. They're Super Bowl hopefuls. And they're this is because Anything can happen. It's a long fucking season, man. Just because they're six and two doesn't mean shit. I mean, look at the Titans right now. They don't have Henry anymore and they just dropped AP. Like, I mean, I don't know. But yeah, McCarthy, this would be fucking terrible for Mike McCarthy. And he is a terrible coach as it is. So, okay. um, Well, let's go through their schedule real quick and we'll see what we think. So, this Thursday, Thanksgiving, they play the Raiders. Probably win. assume that's a win, right? No, yeah. it's not a win because if CD and Amari Cooper are out, you know that's a good point. And, and I believe Raiders, Raiders secondaries Raiders secondary is actually pretty, pretty good. good. So, so right, that's not a that's not a give me as it once. And that's why I have an argument about these Thanksgiving games. I think these Thanksgiving games are actually going to be pretty good. Good for the wrong reasons, in my opinion, but yeah, no, um, no, absolutely. Uh, after that, they play the Saints. I don't know. Uh, honestly, a week ago, I thought, oh shit, the Saints, like that. I mean, they could beat both the teams and they got their ass kicked by the Eagles. So, unless there's a major change and with Troutman out and Kamara and Ingram's health in question. Okay. Well, we'll say they split those games. So, that's one and one. So, they'll be eight and four. They play Washington twice. Washington's actually probably hot split right now. the. 
probably split those games too. I'm not going to lie. No, I agree. I, I think Washington, I'm actually a little worried about that, but their defense sucks is the point for fantasy. That's why. So that would be nine and five. Then they play the Giants, probably a win there. So that's 10 and five. They play the Cardinals and they finish up with the Eagles. And I'm probably saying that's oh and two. That could, that's the thing. That could be 10 and seven right there. And the I'm hearing Eagles. six and one right here. You're hearing six. You got, okay. You, okay. Yeah, you got two wide receivers out with a concussion. It's not like they tore their damn ACLs. They'll be fine. They can totally make it through the Raiders. I was just week. talking about for the Raiders. Right, right. But no, uh, I think they're totally fine. Okay, I hate Mike McCarthy. He was on the Packers. I, you know, he coached Packers. I hate him. But if you look at the Dallas Cowboys, they lost Marcus Lawrence early in the season. He's still who, not. Who back is coming yet. back? Who is coming back? He's he's not back yet though. Yeah. And you got Micah Parsons playing out of position for a lot of this. And then you got Dak's calf injury. You got Zeke, who's been dealing with a knee injury all year. You have the shit going on with the wide receivers, Amari Cooper with COVID, now with both concussions right here. Gallup was out the whole season. You're just getting your defensive back. Donovan Wilson's finally getting healthy. He's been injured the entire first part of the season, and he looked like it. I... I don't think there's any way you can fire the coach for that. I mean, that's no. So that's the thing is there's the only gonna... thing you would fire is if they lost the division to the Eagles. No, no still, but they'll still make there. the playoffs though. Cause honestly, honestly, the Eagles can't play the Cowboys. They will, but how disappointing is this team? If they lose the division and they get in the wild card and then potentially play some decently hard the team, cause it could be the Cardinals Chiefs or the Packers. Yeah. Well, I doubt it'd be the Cardinals. They might have the bye, but. Or the pat, yeah, either one of those teams. If they play them in the first round, that's going to be really hard. Not necessarily. Just, okay, so the thing I is, still think if they, they lose, lose in the first round. I don't think that he keeps so his job. I, I think don't. that I, I will disagree with you on this one, Joe. I think the division actually is in question right now, mainly because of this situation for this week. Because if they lose the Raiders, which the Raiders are playing like dog shit right now, I don't think anyone has an argument for that. But the problem is, is if they do lose this game right now, that hurts hard because Washington has been hot right now. Their defense is still garbage, and Dak will, you know, they are help. They're the Dallas Cowboys are basically healthy, other than this week. So naturally, they could lose a game to Washington just in general because they're going to play them twice. And Washington's been pretty hot lately. So, and the Dallas defense hasn't been phenomenal, and the Cardinals are going to be fully healthy at that point. And if the Eagles actually come off this next five game stretch well, so the eagles play the giants jets washington giants washington cowboys yeah so if we come off this stretch super hot and healthy we could beat the cowboys but the problem is the eagles stuck against the cowboys and that but the thing is, is that's the fun fact that might decide the division and that game is gonna if that is that's the case that game will be fucking lit it's true yeah it'll be good okay. i still think they win the division well that's why he's an honorable mention we yeah. spent a lot of time on our own mention. So let's get, to the act- to let's get to the actual countdown. So number five on this list for me personally, for our entire group to get fired is Mr. Chewing Gum himself, Pete Carroll of the Seattle Seahawks. I really hope you guys could hear that on the mic because it really hurt my teeth. Yes, I could definitely hear it. It was great. That. Um, so the pitch for Pete Carroll to, to lose his job is that the Seattle Seahawks suck. They do not have a first-round pick this year, so they're not for this coming season, so they're not going to get anything. Russell Wilson looks like he's halfway out the door already, and he can't really play now, it appears. So the I think the pitch for him being out the door, they're 3-7. and seven. Um, we'll, I'll read out the rest of their schedule real quick. So they play Washington, uh, Seattle – or no, Washington, the 49ers, Texans, Rams, Bears, Lions, Cardinals. 
there is probably three wins in there, but the team's not looking great. Like, I don't, I, you know, if Russell Wilson's hand is not actually healed, I'm not sure how they turn the season around and they're, they don't have a first round pick. The Jets are going to get a pretty high draft pick if they don't fail. I don't see how Pete Carroll can end the risk in this season with his job intact. So I have thoughts about this. I actually have Seattle for my game preview, so I'm not going to go too deep into this, but this, I mean, it's not, not Pete Carroll's fault, but it's not Pete Carroll's fault. I mean, I think really what happened was they rushed Russell Wilson back from that injury and they said six weeks and they came back in four. So that was the problem here. Russell Wilson obviously hasn't been healthy because he's looked obviously the snow game. I was thinking, Oh, it might just be the snow game and you know, whatever. But last week he looked fucking terrible. So I don't know. I think he could because they're bad, but I think what they saw was they saw a bad, a bad record and they saw Russell Wilson not on the field and Geno Smith wasn't the answer, which once again, Cam could have been the answer, but no, nobody likes Cam. All right. What's the, uh, what's the GM's name of this team? Of course you would call that out. No, you're fine. I, I can never I remember said, him. Don't know but what anyway. his name is off top. I'll get Pete it. You Carroll. Pete Carroll, this has to be like, what, his first losing season in a while. I mean, I know they haven't been great recently, but they've split. They've been a 500 team. Yeah. Uh, they had the recent Super Bowls. They had a lot of success. The only way I see Pete Carroll getting fired is if they fire the GM for drafting. John Schneider. No, John they Schneider. never fire the GM. The GM has this fucking Listen untouchable attitude Dude, about John them. John Schneider drafted Rashad Penny in the first round, who was a complete fucking bust, and then traded two first rounders for Jamal Adams, who has not paid off at all for this team on there. So I think the only way Pete Carroll gets fired is if they let John Schneider go, which they obviously should because he is. Now, see, I'm hot about this for the wrong reason because of the, the land, uh, fucking thing behind me, but we fired Doug Peterson after this basically exact same situation. The quarterback dispute, obviously there's not really a quarterback coming in because Geno Smith isn't the answer, but quarterback dispute, head coach not winning this year. And it, I honestly... I don't, I'm not saying Pete Carroll won't get fired. I can't because it's happened to Doug Peterson. He literally won a Super Bowl two years prior and we fired him right after like we had one bad season and a weird quarterback dispute. So it's, I mean, like the precedent's been set basically. So it could happen. I'm not saying it's likely, but I'm saying it could happen. It could. Pete Carroll's also, I'm pretty sure he's either 70 or 71 years old. He's getting up there. He might just be done like if they lose russell wilson this offseason that team's not like not going to be good and they don't have anything to go get a quarterback either i mean like get a second round quarterback but i mean who are you getting at that point not a starter so they might be in like teddy bridgewater or cam newton situation where they hire one of those people to come just kind of stop gap until they can get a first round pick next season i still have the idea that aaron Rodgers and russell wilson might get flipped but no, how in the world would Seattle be able to send anything to the Packers? I don't know. You I think mean, it's two just unhappy like, quarterbacks? Even trade? I'm just. I think it's pretty even. I mean, Rodgers is old. It's possible, and I mean, Seattle does have a pretty good, you know, group of receivers there for them. You to get work Russ, out. who's eight years younger. But it would just be sad sure. for DK Metcalf, and I mean, Lockett's only good when Russell Wilson's there, so they might as well just package him with it. But um, I mean, he'll be fine if Aaron Rodgers is there. Aaron Rodgers fair. can make anybody good. That is fair. But I'm just saying in general, like the the flop there would or the flip there would be really great. Like, I, I think everybody would appreciate that. 
because it's two unhappy quarterbacks in two unhappy situations. And I mean, not that Russell Wilson's going to be happy to go to Green Bay, but I agree. I could see it happening. Okay. Let's move on to number four. Mr. Urban Meyer himself. I'm not going to play the music because we don't want to get fired on YouTube. Mr. Urban Meyer himself, Mr. Two and Eight. And listen to this schedule. They play the Falcons this week, given could be a good game. But then they play the Rams, Titans, Texans, Jets, Patriots, Colts. There's maybe one more win in there. Somewhere in between the losing to the Texans and Colts, I think, is where it's at. Yeah, I don't if I don't know if I can get behind the development of the team. That is the biggest problem I have. It's not the losing because you have a brand new quarterback. Your team's middling in talent, even though somehow they gave away all the talent they had on the team. But they brought some talent in. Marvin Jones, for an example. I uh, lost DJ Chark. I. I just think the problem is Trevor Lawrence has only gotten worse as the season's gone on. And that's very concerning from the number one overall pick. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, you know, Lawrence not only looks worse, which is a flop. You got all these off the field shenanigans, distractions that he's bringing to the team, the Tim Tebow bullshit, you know, it goes all the way back to the preseason. And then you got LaVisca Chenault, who's a very talented player who's essentially playing behind Jamal Agnew. For, for what reason? I mean, he's a young player. You should be growing with your quarterback, not a converted fucking cornerback playing slot wide receiver. So it's just a bunch of questionable calls. I mean, on this list, I would I would say this is a huge possibility, and hopefully it happens for the good of fantasy football. I honestly think this and number two should be swapped. I think I agree with everything Joe said. I I don't, we've talked about it all season, how he should be one of the first head coaches fired. I'm not a big fan of firing a coach the first year he's in, especially when he comes into a literally the number one overall pick. And, you know, I mean, but obviously like the off the field issues is the biggest problem for me. Like if none of that happened and the weirdness of uh, the grind with me and uh, I don't know all the other shit that's happened, the weird coaching stuff, I just, I can't get behind this man. I think he needs to be in a co- I think he needs to, go, needs to go back to college basically. So here's the problem is that the owner's son, Tony Khan loves urban Meyer. And that's the only reason he's not higher on this list, because I think the owner is going to save him from getting fired. It's not going to be Trent Balky, the GM. It's going to be the owner who just wants urban Meyer around. The saddest part is the Jaguars have ties to a, one of the teams that could move out of the state that they're in, and that might be one of the teams that goes to St. Louis, and I'd be really sad if that were the case. I'd yeah. take the Jags in St. Louis. I would, I would take, I would take any, any football team. team in St. Louis, but I'm not, I wouldn't be, I'd be happy about the Chargers. I wouldn't be like, oh, fuck yeah, the Jaguars. Oh, I would be I'd like, fuck Jags. yeah, the Jaguars. They already let Fournette walk. Give I us Blanco. Give Trevor us an expansion team with Blanco as the head. Oh, dude, that'd be great. Kaka, yeah. motherfucker. Dude, we Agreed. fucking love football here. Black, the fucking Battle Hawks, dude. They are the fuck. If you don't know about that, go look it up, man. Kaka. Kaka, indeed. Kaka. So this one, I think we can probably rate as pretty possible. However, there's a there's three coaches, I think, that are on more of a hot seat in my personal opinion, which leads us to number three, Mr. Joe judge of the New York giants. So they're three and seven. Daniel Jones looks terrible. Just fired their offensive coordinator. He promoted 
Freddie Kitchens, who is god awful. He he actually was the offensive coordinator last year for one game. They scored six points against the Browns. I do not see how Joe Judge survives this, and it's mainly because I don't think David Gettleman, the GM, also I don't think he survives this. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a full queen sweep of the New York Giants. That's why I have him at number three. No, I think he should be number two. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I don't, I, I love how like Miles or Miles Garrett, uh, what the fuck's his name? Garrett, Jason, Jason. Wow, went fucking football. Uh, yeah, Jason Garrett should have been the one fired, or not the one fired. No, no offense to him, he sucks. But uh, Joe Judge was the one. It's not the offensive coordinator is running offensive plays. Yeah, but you're still the head coach, and none of your team looks good. So yeah, the defense, I mean, they, they're dealing with a ton of injuries, but at some point you got to kind of just either, you know, be good or bad. So I'll go over their schedule. Not that I think it matters, but here's the schedule real quick. So they play the Eagles. They play the Dolphins, Chargers, Cowboys, Eagles again, Bears and Washington. Probably three wins in there. Um, three wins. Who, who are the wins? Possible wins. I mean, uh, I. They could compete Bears. against the Bears, Washington, and the Dolphins. Compete against us. Bears. They will slaughter us. I'm not giving them Washington. I, I will not. give them the Dolphins. Joe, I don't know. <laughs> They're going to get their ass kicked by the Eagles this week. Yeah, no, I don't not. Yeah, the Eagles, I have them down as a loss. But the Dolphins, uh, the Bears, and the Giants. Or not Giants, the Washington football team. I think those are going to be competitive games. Um, probably, probably a loss or two, but I, I you know. Dude, the New York teams fucking kill me. You are in the number one market in the world for NFL football, and you can't get a competent fucking GM, coach, anyone in you any of those. You brought in Kenny Galladay. Yeah. What the fuck? He's barely on the team. He's not scored a touchdown this year, obviously. He had one catch last night. He Why? looked really good on that one catch, man. He did one I just 12 he, yards. He had about six targets whenever he was first uninjured, and ever since it's been nothing. Like, they don't even care about him. But six targets isn't enough for Kenny Galladay in the first place. You pay, not, you pay it, him it, money for nine. The problem is, in my opinion, is that they will not let go of Daniel Jones. The kid sucks. He sucked in college. A lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, he was okay in college. No, he was terrible in college, too. Like the fact that people think that this year's quarterback class sucks, they are way better than he was in college. And they consider this class suck. And Daniel Jones was worse than at least three of the quarterbacks that are in this upcoming class. Why don't I, I whatever. The Giants have Daniel two, Jones is two he's picks, flashy. So. He's flashy. He makes the big play every the once in a while. The fact that he can he make a run for 40 yards is just. I, not 65. I, I just don't think. Yeah. I don't, yeah, this team's not very good, and I don't think that there's much they can do. Much they can do. I mean, they did look good against the Chiefs, for example, but like you know, against most teams, they don't look great. Monday night, they did not look great against the Bucks. It did not look like they belonged in that game. The O line is awful. It's just they needed a fresh start. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to number two, which apparently is a lot more controversial than I thought. So my it is. Uh, Brian Flores of the Miami Dolphins. I only say this because I think that if they lose out, they're behind. They're definitely not going to win the division. Let's put that out of the head. It's either going to be Buffalo or New England. They're four and seven. They do have a super easy schedule coming up. So they play the Panthers, the Giants, the Jets, the Saints, the Titans, 
and then they're going to lose to the Patriots unless they pull one of their weird dolphin things. How are those? Them. How are any of those games easy other than yeah. the Giants? Well, I don't see it easy, but they're like they're not good opponents. They're I mean, you could the see Titans them are going to the kick game. their ass. The Patriots are obviously going to kick their ass. The Saints will probably beat them. I mean, I don't know. I can't tell. And then the Panthers are going to beat them. So you got Jets and Giants. You, you, you believe in Cam Newton more than to beat the Cam Dolphins? Newton. Yes. Like I'm not saying Fair Cam enough. Newton's the truth or anything. Cam Newton clearly have said that. His career, man. Well, okay. Yeah. Fair. I mean, fair enough. He, no, dude. I, I like Brian Flores, man. I mean, he inherited just a shit situation out of nowhere. Made them halfway competitive last year. Now the call to take Fitzpatrick out to put Tua in was really fucking stupid um, last year. But you know, and they didn't bring in a running back. That was dumb as well. They don't really need one at the moment. That's a strike and a half because Fitzpatrick. No, they don't need one. This this team with Javante Williams is a completely different team. Yeah, That's but true. I mean, still, you got two of Ronaji show. I mean, or Najee. Two is not a good quarterback. So, well, two two isn't good quarterback, of, and that might be the thing that saves him is the fact that if two. But here's the thing: he's a top five draft pick. Well, That's an all time. And failure. they don't own their first round draft pick this year. Nick Saban, I'm pretty sure, got fired from the Dolphins because they picked what's his name over Drew Brees. I don't even remember the kid's name. Uh, uh, Ryan Leaf? No, no, damn it, that I can't was, remember. The Chargers. It's like Dante Culpepper or something like that. They picked him over Drew Brees. Dante Culpepper was pretty fucking good, though. To be fair, I mean, he was yeah, great. but it's not Drew Brees. That's the problem. That's like, fair. And and that's what happened with Tua. That's a miscall. Tua okay. over Herbert. And now Herbert is well. Oh, I agree. Kind of regressed a little bit, but he looks all like right. an all-timer versus Tua, who does not look like Tua. He Tua aside, I called this from the get-go. The Dolphins are a year out. They get, it's all young. They they rebuilt this team, and there are great pieces. And yes, they're missing a couple. But I personally think that the Dolphins can be an okay team. This this is why I projected them under the Eagles because I don't think that they were a good team yet because they're all young as shit. Like they they don't have any veterans on this team. I think the the most veteran player is Devontae Parker, and he's not even playing right now. So give this they give this team another year. I don't I just don't see firing Brian Flores as the answer right now. Like let him build one more year, and if it doesn't happen, then then yeah, fucking rebuild. But you don't want to do that. I don't think they want to pull the plug yet because they do have all those standouts. They got all those draft picks, although they flipped one to the Eagles for fucking Jalen Waddle. Or no, sorry. Inexplicably. Wait. Was it Jalen Waddle? It was Jalen Waddle. Yeah. No. Yeah, they, I think Waddle's been so been they traded fine. out of Devontae Smith to take Jalen Waddle. So I don't really... I, yeah, I think they're interchangeable personally. I just I don't know. I think if this year doesn't end up well and if they don't make the playoffs, I think the 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 seat will at least be hot. Let's put it that way. Yeah. All right. I agree well, on that. I'm going to clear out for number one. I'm going to let Joe take this away because our number one fireable coach is Mr. Matt Nagy. Joe, take it away. There has not been a more insufferable thing in my life for the past couple of years than Matt Nagy. I have complained more about this guy than ever. Even his coach of the year bullshit. That, that award should have been given to Vic Fangio, 100% when that happened. But, um, but no, I mean, the news came out today that he's going to be fired after the game on Thursday. Um, he immediately came out and said, that's not true. He hasn't talked to ownership, but apparently the source that put that out works for the Springfield patch. And he has a really high connection up in the, uh, in the organization that said that is true. So uh, 
I think Nagy's gone. It needs to happen. It's the the locker room doesn't respect him. He apparently he lost the locker room last year, and they're just completely gone this year. This is a team that's just defeated emotionally by the time they get out on the field. I think he is he's zero and four out of a bye week, which is just fucking ridiculous to me. You got two weeks to prepare your team, and you can't even do that. And I mean, he, he's horrible, absolutely horrible. Supposed to be an offensive guru. Coming over to fix, and we've been the worst offense in the league for four years. Don't quote me on that statistically, but it's been really bad. So it's time. Yeah, and it's the time. problem, uh, actually, you've been the sixth worst. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, fuck <laughs> you. And, and the problem is, like, even if Justin Fields was great, the rest of the team around him is just not performing, and you have yeah. very obvious holes. The Kindle Vildor hole is gigantic. You might as well. You know, might as well be a turnstile out there. And oh, the least I am. nothing is yeah. happening. And, and I think the problem is Nagy sees the problems. He sees them. His offense looks bad when he's not, when he is calling the plays for it. And when they have another guy calling the plays for it, Bill Lazor, for example, the, it looks better. But he just cannot accept that what he's doing is the incorrect thing. And I just don't see how you can have him as your coach anymore. There are a lot of head coaches that give up play calling duty, and this is one of them that he could potentially, if he gave up play calling duty for good and just was the head coach and was just the operational manager, but it, he he looks at that as a slight to his coaching. And it's exactly. like, no, you some people like need a fresh start or fresh eyes. Like I, I one thing I actually do like about Sirianni, not to make this about the Eagles, is that he goes to outside sources to look at plays from other people and he's got Jim Bob Cooter right now uh, running, just thinking of ideas and stuff like go like, like explore yourself, man. It's like, like, it's like life. Like sometimes you have to look back and kind of like take a step back and be like, Hey, what, what can I do better? What can I do worse? Like, what have I been doing? Great. Like, I don't think he's doing that. I think he thinks he's his shit doesn't stink basically. And uh, yeah, I agree. Number one all around. And I think after Thanksgiving, especially when they lose to Detroit. Yeah, I think so too. I think the team's going to just straight quit on him uh, on Thursday. But I mean, no, I mean, you're Billy. He's we've got a good team, but they don't play. I mean, they're not they're not excited to play. They, for example, yeah. I mean, Cleo Mack looked good this year. I mean, we have good players, but they don't play as a team. Yeah, and it's just it's horrible. You are this far from a fucking Super Bowl. They notice it at any given moment. Well, okay, but. the issue is they know the problems. You the Browns are going to the Super Bowl. Shut the fuck up. I yeah, they know the that. problems. They just never fix them. And it's the same shit, the same product each week. It's, it's horrible. Yeah. Healthy Browns could have made the Super Bowl, by the way. But that's neither here nor no, there. They couldn't have. They're 6-5 and five not healthy. So I don't know how you can say that. But not this segment. All right, well, those are our most fireable coaches. I think everybody else, I've, I've looked through the rest of the list on the NFL coaches. I, pretty, I feel pretty safe that the rest of them are either not going to get fired or it would be a complete surprise to me that they would be fired. Um, I don't know if you all have any other ones that you were thinking about um, that could be fired. No, you did a great job pulling this list together, honestly. Okay. I really I like, do like Even like, like Dan Campbell, I, mean, I like the, the team no, of the Lions. I, okay, like, Can we, I, we should probably talk about Dan Campbell just briefly. Dan Campbell should not be fired. This is not his fault. This is the same situation with Urban Meyer, except he's not the problem. You know what I mean? Exactly. He's getting so close to winning some of these damn games, and he just 
They have a 66-yard field goal from the Ravens. Like, that kind of shit is just fluke. And they could have beat the Browns last week, but it could have beat the Pittsburgh. Could have beat Pittsburgh when they tied. Vikings had a last second field goal. Yeah, and they could have beat. So that's four games right there, and that makes not blame him for their problems. Not to mention the Lions are a fucking no offense. They don't have a lot of talent. And so, like Houston, for example, they're two and eight. David Coley, they lost to Sean Watson. What are you gonna do? Like that that team was doomed from the start. I could say Um, Vic Fangio. Yeah, but I think I think but if the the plan is to get Aaron Rodgers. There's a plan here. There's a plan here, and I think would be a success for him if that's the plan. I mean, Um, Mike Zimmer, if the Vikings fall flat on their face yet again, I I think the Vikings are secretly really good. That's I do too, but they're they're always good, and then they make it to the playoffs, and then it's it's hard to fire a nine and seven coach or a ten and seven, whatever the hell the records are now. You know, I agree. And there is like Kyle Shanahan too who I think should at least get some flack for what he's pulled this season. Mm. Um, they seem to well, have figured it out now, and so they might be on the way back up. But his bullshit he pulled at the beginning of the season and then taking Trey Lance and then not even planning to use him this season at number, what, three? That that kind of stuff is just weird. Yeah, I, I, ca- I called that being a weird call from the, the get-go. I feel like Trey Lance could have been good. I, I thought he was going to be better than this at least, but at the same time, you had Jimmy G. I think it was a better experiment than the Sam Darnold experiment. I'd rather see one more year of Jimmy G. And if he fell on his face, go grab a quarterback now. You know, I just the Trey Lance thing didn't make sense. But a lot of well, teams want yeah. to do that now. They want to have backups like the Eagles are that team. I got one for you. Arthur Uh-oh. Smith. The, the, I thought about Arthur Smith as well. And because they took Kyle Pitts, it, it makes you wonder. Um what, well, I mean, they, what they were thinking. They're very underachieving, but I think they were picked to finish last anyway. So I don't know. Matt Ryan I mean, was they awful. Did not, they did not do anything to fix running back. Cordell Patterson was kind of fell into Actually, their lap, and that was lucky. And it was yeah. super lucky for yeah. sure. I mean, you got Allison you, who looked I, okay I, last week. I but. think there are, I think there are like outliers to this though. Like I, I don't think that they, they should have drafted a quarterback. I think we can all agree on that, but. Arthur Smith, uh, like with Calvin Ridley's situation, the de- not addressing the defense, I guess, would be the biggest thing because their defense is just hot. Or garbage. running back, Philip Lindsay's available right back. now. Uh, Houston let him go. So yeah. if I was Atlanta, I would be like, that. let me go ahead and even even before Ridley went quick. nuts, right? They they were bad before producing. that. Yeah, I mean, they got destroyed by the Eagles nuts. when we weren't God even damn. we didn't even know what was going <laughs> on. Jesus I mean, if I just show. call my work tomorrow and tell them I'm not coming in. And I just don't go. Nope, for a not while. touching They're it. Not touching it. Not to. Hey, come on, man. Jesus I get in trouble for Christ, all the things bro. I say. Jesus Christ. We are happy that Ridley is finding himself. And personally, I would take off if I was on that team too. Gonna have. Uh, you're gonna have a timeout. All right, Josh, get us off to the watch. All right, uh, I'll try to keep this brief because we went a little on. Because uh, I just love football and I love talking about it. So, all right. Uh, so the fantasy playoffs are getting close here. Um, we're gonna we're, we're gonna do here is kind of buying those players who have good matchups, uh, especially if you have the opportunity or these players might have the opportunity. My apologies. So if you're in a league that can still make trades, uh, I get that some people aren't. Uh, these are some of the guys that might be on the wire or not on the wire. It just depends. They're kind of those mid range because this is people that I think have good matchups. Or just I think are aren't that highly coveted at the moment. So for quarterbacks, we're going to go with Carson Wentz, uh, owning forty eight percent of leagues, and he's been dropped in seventeen percent of leagues right now. So we had two bad weeks because Taylor has done you know everything. So uh, Wentz has Tennessee 
Tennessee this week, which is why people are probably dropping him, but then Houston in week 13. So uh could be a good, like, get you into the playoffs guy. Uh, Tua Tags, fucking hate this guy. We just talked about him. I don't want him on my team, uh, but he had a couple good weeks, so his value might be a little up. He's owned in 59% of leagues. Um, he plays the Giants and the Jets, 13 and 15, uh, and then uh, his buys in between there. So something you could buy. Someone might drop him. They play Carolina this week. Maybe he'll have a bad week. So uh, running backs, Kenyon Drake, 63%, another player who may just get dropped after these two bad games. This is, Once again, we're recording this before waiver wires, waivers gone through, so that these numbers will probably go down on some of these players. Um, so 13 13 through 16, he plays Washington, KC, Cleveland, and Denver. Um, those are all pretty great lineups for him, except for maybe Cleveland, but honestly, the way Cleveland's been playing, I'm, I'm about it. But let's just, let's just admit it here. Jacobs hasn't done a damn thing. I know everyone wants him to be good, but honestly, Drake always hits around 10 points when given more than six touches. So, uh, And the Raiders aren't out of the playoffs yet, so I assume they'll also make the same correlation, or they should. Uh, but anyway, that, that number might go down, and he might be available. Uh, Chase Edmonds, this one's a bit of a stretch here, but he is down 7% lately. I still believe Edmonds is the dude here. I know Connor has been good in quotation marks there, uh, but he is touchdown dependent and take away six of his touchdowns. And guess what? And that's half, by the way. He's Melvin Gordon. So, yeah. So think about Chase Edmonds. He's scheduled to come back after the bye. Um, And then Jordan Howard, uh, 22% down 15 uh, Howard has been this dude since Sanders' absence, and they fully plan on giving him the exact same workload when Sanders came back. Unfortunately, he did get injured, uh, so that's why he's going down, and he's probably going to go down even more here soon. Uh, but I've already kind of talked about the Eagles' remaining playoff schedule and whatnot, and I'll get into that a little later too. But uh, Sirianni loves Howard. He loves him more than Scott and Gainwell. Uh, we are back to the 2019 Eagles now. It's It's split. Sanders, Howard, straight up 15 touches a game, especially since it's working, especially in these next five games and then the, the schedule. Uh, also, you can grab the Titans running backs on the waivers and keep them and hold them with the whole AP news. I hope for the best. I just, I'm not excited about them. I don't, I think the line is good-ish and no one is Derrick Henry. So it's going to be a weird workload. Like just don't, don't think you hit pay dirt on this, but like if you could, if you have the chance, I get it. Uh, wide receivers, Van Jefferson, 43% down 11 so this is my this is my hot take here. Van Jefferson is my Odell sucks blanket. If you don't like Odell, you go pick up Van Jefferson right now. I'm a split on this one personally. I want both these players to do good. Uh, I still have this little thing about Van Jefferson. I think he's going to be the number two there, and Odell just suck. But either way, get get a stock if he's available. Pick him up. Uh, my man uh, Bar- Joe's just got back here, so uh, Moon Man here. This one's going to be tough as well because he just had a fucking huge game. But I think it was 17 and then 26 uh, in PPR. And uh, yeah, get him now if you can, but he's at 54% already before the waivers. So hopefully you already put stock in for him. But if you do have him, keep him, even if he has a bad week or two. Uh, He's the only wide receiver who's been performing since A-Rob has just decided to not play. But like 16 targets last week, I think. Uh, 16 targets, five catches. Yeah, I mean, all right, well. Now that kills me. Okay. Anyway, 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 I'm trying to be quick here. Go pick him up. Go pick him up. Anderson, 54%. I get it. I get it. Robbie Anderson, like, oh shit, he sucks. But ever since Cam has been back, uh, he's been getting them involved. So they're actually using him like a wide receiver. So, and then Bateman, I'm I'm done ranting about this. Uh, You know, you know, like honestly, but Cleveland twice in the next two weeks, so that could be interesting. Can I throw one out? Oh yeah, sure. Go ahead. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling from Green Bay. I think he'd be a good. He has been doing good. Yeah, a good spot um, start this week, um, especially. 
I just don't like him. Honestly, I think that's why I didn't include him. I get no, it. He it's has just if, but if you needed a one week fill in, if you if need you a have fill the in, Chiefs, if you have the Cardinals, I mean, maybe you're nice and a wide receiver at all of that. Uh, yeah, I, I focus is a good one. I focus this most on like playoff, you know, getting into the playoffs and getting out of the. I don't know if you. Uh, the problem is, I don't think he's going to get picked up off of waivers tomorrow. So I think he still might be able to get him. That is this. true. Everyone hates him because I hate him. So exactly. Everybody remembers he's the ultimate boom bust. But when he goes off, man, he can win you a game. And this could be a boom. They're playing the Rams. Should be a shootout yeah. if you know, Rodgers can and figure his shit out. And he won't be covered by Ramsey, so that's nice. Uh, good that call. Also good, true. Good, good addition. Um, tight ends. Uh, Logan Thomas. Unfortunately, you're probably too late on this one, but go check and see if he's available because he's coming back. I think this week. Uh, but only owned in 47% of leagues. A lot of people dropped him after that, like five week absence. And then Adam Troutman, man, this was my sleeper. And I actually, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do on the start set stops later, but uh, he's on IR. Unfortunately, I actually didn't know this uh, could come back week 16. And if he does, it's Miami. Like, I don't know how excited you are about playing him, but like, could be a good, like IR stash. And then Freermuth also probably too late, but you could get him, or if you can get him. Uh, this dude is the dude. And with Ebron out, uh, I assume you already see that news. So, And then uh, last tight end, Evan Ingram, 26% after a bad game against the Eagles. People should be off of him right now. So, And he has had three solid weeks before that. And honestly, the wide receivers aren't a thing. So just go ahead and grab him. And then just fun fact, I hate fucking defense special teams, but Eagles fought five terrible teams in a row like i mean washington's i I, need to be picked up i might be a little sketchy about washington like just hopefully you threw a claim in hopefully people aren't as smart as uh people in league in leagues that you're in but uh, touchdowns is slay score uh dude honestly that's a good (laughs) bet i'll bet it that he gets another one if anyone wants to do a fireball bet on that i'll do a fireball bet with you on that one all right three in the last four man so I'm not betting on any more than one, though. Man, that dude is a beast. But, yeah, no, Eagles, even without Slay's touchdowns, they've been relevant. They're, like, the number five defense right now just because of Slay's touchdowns. And with Giants, Jets, Giants, I would play them in all those games. Honestly, I'm a little – I'd be a little more weary to play them in the Washington games because Washington's offense has been playing really well. So, Yeah, Green Lizard, Taylor Heineke. All right, Joe. Yeah, he's been great. Am I out of timeout yet? I know I've been talking and stuff, but – you're out of timeout now. You, had, he had, time you had your 10 minute break. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mental illness the, is very serious. The Calvin Ridley thing seriously. was a little, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we Didn't are off past the point test. And I have said the R word sometimes. So, I mean, you know, like we're not great, but we, we try to be better. We also say owner, and we should probably say manager when we're talking about like ownership percentage. Oh my god, no, that's too far. See, sometimes like we get a little bit too PC. Owner of the team. We're not. We're not getting like, why do you got to do that? Anyway, anyway, mental illness is serious and I take it very seriously and it, was, it wasn't the best choice of words, but I'm out of timeout now. So let's get into some daily plays. Um, guys, we got, we got a good week. Um, there's a ton of value and most of the time in my daily corner, I just go with some value guys that you can put some high level players in because I mainly play on DraftKings, and the way their pricing is you get one stud and then you get a bunch of scraps. I mean, that's how they have it. But I'm always looking for those value plays, and I think there's a lot of them in here that's going to allow you to get some of those big studs in there. So um, at quarterback, I love Cam Newton versus Miami. He's at 5,600. He has historically, I think he's 4-1 and one against Miami in his career, and he always puts up big numbers against them. So really like Cam Newton this week. He, he got right back into sync with DJ Moore um he's running them in he, he does look good here so 
I love Cam Newton at 5,600. Follow that up with Mac Jones at 5,400 versus Tennessee. Um, Tennessee did get Jayon Brown last back last week. He's pretty good in coverage in the middle. Uh, but Mac Jones, um, I see having no problem shredding that defense for, for a lot of yardage and uh, multiple touchdowns. Uh, my favorite play this week besides Cam is probably Joe Burrow at 6,200 versus uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh is ranked 30th in the league the last four games against quarterbacks and Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is going to get it back in this week, so I like Joe Burrow to have a big game. At running back, we are welcoming back Miles Sanders. He is at 5,100. He gets the Giants this week. Kind of a tougher matchup. They've been pretty good against the run, but like Josh said earlier, the Eagles are going to run the shit out of it, so I like Miles Sanders here. Um, my favorite, well, I'll give you my three favorite running backs here this week, though. We got Saquon Barkley at 6,300 versus Philly. Philly has had their struggles against the run, and now you got stupid Alex Singleton back there, who Saquon's going to catch another six or seven balls this week. Um, David Montgomery versus Detroit. Detroit just bleeds points uh, to the running back here. So um, if you're playing on Thanksgiving, the problem with Montgomery is he's not on the, the standard slate this week. So you you can't play – you either have to play him on Thanksgiving or you don't get to play him. Um, and then Antonio Gibson's 5,700, and he gets Seattle this week. Seattle's been giving up a lot of rush yards, and Antonio Gibson's starting to look a little bit healthier. So I like him there. Uh, wide receiver, lots of value this week. So Corey Davis at 4,800 versus Houston. Uh, Zach Wilson, that's his safety blanket. He loves Corey Davis. So I could see a 10-target game for him against Houston. Um, don't look now, but Brandon AX back, baby. Um, 5,300 versus Minnesota. I expect this game to be a complete shootout. So there's going to be a ton of points scored in this game. I really like Brandon Ayuk at 5,300. Um, LaVisca Chenault at 4,400. So Jamal Agnew is out for the season. It looks like, um, they're going to have to get him back in there. And Atlanta in the slot position is horrible against defending it. I think Avery, Avery Williams is the cornerback there and he's just been getting burnt. So I like LaVisca Chenault and DK Metcalf at 6,500 versus Washington. Um, Russ has looked really bad. But Washington should make him look really good, assuming he's healthy. This is the six-week timetable for him to be back, so hopefully he's all healed up this week. Um, at tight end, Noah Fant versus the Chargers, 4,600. Chargers give up the second-most points to the tight end position. I loved seeing Gronk back last week. Um, he is 4,400 versus Indy. Indy's pretty good against the tight end, but that connection that Gronk and Brady have is pretty unbeatable. And then my last tight end is Dallas Goddard at 4,800 versus the Giants. Um, I just got a hunch on him this week. So you don't have to play him, but I think he's a good value there at tight end. Another one I like is Patty Fryermuth. Um, I believe he's like 3,800, but with Ebron out. And Roethlisberger absolutely loves this dude. So get him on there. So my lineup for this week, in recap, uh, we got Cam Newton. Um, loves playing Miami, puts up a ton of points against him. He's 5,600. Miles Sanders at 5,100. Saquon Barkley, he's going to catch like eight balls this week. It's going to be awesome at 6,300. Uh, my start of the week, which I absolutely love, is Jamar Chase. He is in my lineup at 7,300. He's going to get it back with Burrow this week. We got Brandon Ayuk and Corey Davis, who already went over. Noah Fant and my flex. We got Debo Samuel, who is just, I mean, he's a freight train right now. He's running the ball. He's catching the ball. The dude's kind of nuts. 
And then my defense is the Panthers. I'm going to do the running back um, defense stack with Cam Newton and the Panthers this week. They are at 3,100. So go out there and win some money and let us know how you did. Great breakdown. I've been doing good on pretty good on DraftKings the past couple weeks. How did my completely drunken lineup work? Actually, it ended up winning like five bucks. Nice. Yeah. I watched it last week. You need to send me these things because I don't actually remember them. And I try to write them uh, down and it's just jumbled up notes. It was an $8 win. Nice. Successful, Joe. Good call. I did that laying on my patio. On the ground of the planet. The world was spinning around me. I couldn't even look at the phone screen. So we had a weekend. I was just like, Joe, in you know, channel your inner savant to actually give me a lineup here. That's the first time we were all in person in uh, what, like seven weeks or something like that. Yeah, since B Dubs week four or whenever the hell you came. Yeah. Anyway, follow us on Twitter at Offensive Points. Please come shout us out on there. Um, At Josh Hall STL at OP Economist and at ombre vendor we are all active on there tagasons whatever you want to talk about and we will comment on it dm us we will reply to those as well doesn't matter but joe get us out of here guys thanks for joining us for part one we look forward to seeing you in part two we got game previews coming up so stick around for all that like billy said go follow us and most of all have some fun happy thanksgiving Happy Thanksgiving.